0: To Orange is the New Cast is the officially unofficial podcast for Netflix's hit Orange is the New Black television series. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me this week is
1: Nina from Project Fandom.
0: We'll be talking uh about her in a minute. This is for episode 302, Bed Bugs and Beyond. Uh Nina, how about you tell the fans a little bit about yourself and Project Fandom in case they want to get more of where this stuff is coming from? Uh
1: I think I know some people already know because uh we put out a yearly like poll just to see how the website and the podcast is doing. And we asked people where they found us, and a lot of people answer uh, bald move. So um, thank you so much for that. Well, thanks, um, for,
0: thanks for joining us because, uh, you know, I was, I just kind of assumed that everybody would get back together. And I was gratified that when I sent out the email, uh, nobody's like, fuck you guys, because that would have been, <laughs> that'd have been tough to replace anybody. I'm, I'm glad you're getting something out of it. That's awesome.
1: Oh, no, oh, definitely. And somebody actually asked me and we have a private Facebook group for our listeners. And someone asked me like two days before that email, are you doing Orange is the New Black with Ball Move? And I was like, he hasn't asked. I don't know if he's if he's doing it. And I wasn't asked or what. Uh, no, and that would there. have been
0: that would have been super awkward if I had like, gotten a <laughs> replacement and just someone froze out.
1: I know. Um, But yeah, so yeah, my website is Project Fandom. Um, It's basically, um, it's my site. I run it, but it's fan run by people who are just as passionate as I am about TV and movies and comic books and graphic novels. And so we review a lot of stuff. There's about 48 of us um, covering currently, like I, I, before we began, I told you like over 70 TV shows. Um, We have several podcasts. Some of them are more consistent than others. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have one with my daughter where we talk about anime. We haven't done an episode in a while, but our main show is podcast fandom. And um, we cover, like we just got done covering Game of Thrones, as you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But this summer we're going to be covering um, Fear the Walking Dead, which I'm a little nervous about. And um, The Strain, which is a lot of fun to talk about um and then once the fall hits it's just going to be crazy. I can't yeah. even list I can't even list all the shows we're going to be covering. But yeah, that's where you can find me. It's uh projectfandom.com. You go there, you can find all the other stuff that you probably forgot I already said. So.
0: Yeah, no, you are like the Jane Brown hardest working woman in podcasting at the moment <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's just- so get on up uh at six (laughs) o'clock in the morning the podcast the orange new block uh that's the other thing you're up at six doing this uh the workout of the schedule so i appreciate the the flexibility no problem anyway bed bugs and beyond well Mm -hmm. we start the uh, episode of Flaca, and i think marzipan is that her name that's a candy that's
1: that's what we're gonna go with okay
0: marzipan (laughs) uh they got bed bugs and they hint that maybe ground zero would have been pocket dia uh, who got lost last episode in the in the uh, ladies' dormitory? Um, Red is back to waging a cold war with Piper, mm-hmm. and there's an interesting conversation about uh, you know sparing feelings versus honesty, and she comes out as you're a selfish person. Pointed barb at Piper, and I feel like that this episode is starting it's somehow like the writers themselves have become self-aware of the public perception of of piper and they're yep. just starting to kind of like this is uh uh her walk of of atonement right this, this season is going to be maybe everybody waking up to how awful piper is and shoving an in her face until she she gets it what, what what do you feel about all that
1: agreed i um As usual, the parts with Piper were my least favorite of an episode of Orange is the New Black. Um, But yeah, I agree. I like when she told her, you know, you wanted me to like you and now I like you less. Mm -hmm. Which is typically what happens when you lie to people and you tell yourself you're doing it for their own good. Like, I didn't want to hurt your feelings or I didn't want you to be mad. And it's really not about them. It's about you. Yeah. And I love that she came right out. Oh, and also, nice is for cowards and for Democrats. That's, <laughs> that was a good line.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, but
1: I agree. I agree. And I've forgotten because I didn't, did you have time to go back and watch season one recently? I mean, season two?
0: No, I watched a couple, but they had like this really cool 12 minute trailer that was essentially all the highlights from last season.
1: I should have watched that. <laughs>
0: and they did I thought they spent like five to ten seconds touching on that. Um that okay. she went back to visit the old pierogi stand or whatever, you know. Right. And it, lied and said that it was, it was thriving. Ball. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's clearly clearly not the case. Um <laughs> but yeah, no, I thought I thought it was pretty good. Um next scene, oh shit, porn stashes mom shows up. <gasps>
1: yes is this what is this mary steam Virgin? is that her yeah name?
0: yeah She's just fresh off a very hot uh and and no, newsworthy appearance on justified where she kind of also killed it
1: oh okay have you yeah seen, I thought are you a
0: justified was... watcher
1: no i'm not and oh, I, wow. I doubt i'll ever i'll ever go back
0: yeah i like, mean i know i know exactly what you mean like yes i'm sure it's a good show but there's six seasons of it and fuck all that noise it's <laughs>
1: basically but i thought this was good casting like I don't know why like the moment that I realized who she was I was like oh I like
0: this Mm -hmm. yeah she's very versatile because she can believe I mean she's got this kind of motherly quality about her
1: Mm -hmm. but she's Mm -hmm. also
0: still attractive so she can vamp it up a bit and she can play like this southern belle of crime
1: and -hmm. she can also
0: play this kind of like wealthy privileged middle-class woman yeah. who's made it's like i thought you know she's got a she's got a lot of range she's not just a mm-hmm. mom from elf people is what yeah. i'm trying to get at <laughs> um but bennett of course has a cow when he sees her walking in the door um and she's here to see alita uh who is dia's mom and she's yes. just pretty nakedly shaking down mrs porn's dash for money
1: now when you watch the scene did you get the impression that because at the end of it she says you know um Basically, she's like, you know, money on a month. And she says, yeah, on a monthly basis. Uh-huh. And she goes, and money for the other grandmother. She didn't blink an eye. Like, I thought she was going to be, like, offended or – but I feel like I missed something. By the end of the scene, I was like, I think they were on the same page from the moment they sat down.
0: Hmm. I – my read was that this woman is um, – that Mrs. Pornstash was surprised and a little taken aback, but mm. her kind of like base level middle class racism kicked in and she's like, of course, of right. course, this woman in jail would try to shake me down for cash. And you know what? If that gets me what I want, I'm cool with it.
1: And her- uh, do we say her name is Alita I got yeah, I,
0: yeah no I I'm cheating because I have a window of everybody's names pulled up and I've I've got because yeah I, <laughs> okay, and, good. and again I'm not 100% sure the really cute Latina girl is Marzipan probably uh, that's the name of a confection I think it's like Mart is like something else but again I'm going to flaca and Marzipan
1: yeah it probably isn't but I like it um she but Alita she's terrible Daya's mother is
0: no she's the worst
1: terrible
0: especially since she is make she later makes this really compelling case for why dia should give up the baby to adoption of this person but on the other hand she's also making this naked cash grab and let me ask you something it turns out that it sounds like this woman is maybe the porn stash is a one-off like defect from the factory that her other sons are solid citizens but Mm -hmm. It's not like she does any background investigation. And do you think it would have mattered anyway? Yeah. No. Like, so that's the thing. Like, I don't either, which is I guess that's the one saving grace if she was trying to do this for what's best for Daya and the child and also get her beak wet a little bit. Right. Um, you know, that's but I just feel like that no matter what this woman said, she was going to spin it to where Daya needs to do this.
1: Right, because even earlier, um, when they were discussing, like when they figured out that it was probably bed bugs or something, um, <laughs> with uh, Flacca's chia pet poon, um, <laughs> she, I think, right then she said, like, or maybe it was in the first episode, but she said something about, I, oh, she wrote her the, the card in the first episode, and she looked at the card and she says, "I smell money." Right. Like, so I just think that she thinks white woman, her kids aren't in jail, they mm-hmm. must be well off. <laughs>
0: Or yeah that, she did that's a big yeah. assumption because porn stash never struck me as upper middle class
1: right exactly he, exactly
0: He truck truck uh struck me as potentially born at a truck stop mm-hmm. uh maybe live, maybe spent his time growing up in a survivalist camp uh <laughs> you know
1: right with a bunker at the ready yes.
0: yeah 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 it's it's i didn't get the whole but you know i it, she, she I guess, played the Miss Pornstash mom roulette and, and won. What can you mm-hmm. say? Mm-hmm. Um, so Bennett stops by while all the women in the Latina bunker are in various states of undress after trying to de bug, which at first thought I thought that was like, you know, that's a major out-of-bounds violation. You shouldn't have a male guard there, which they talk about. But then mm-hmm. the rest of the episode, the women are just going around in underwear everywhere. Yeah,
1: gr- grandma panties and... Yeah. Uh, those are, those look suspiciously like breastfeeding pregnant woman bras. Well,
0: it's probably like multi-purpose. Like, you know, if you <laughs> yes. happen to come in pregnant, then we've got the bra for you all ready to go.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Uh, did speak in the panties? It looked like Flacca and Marzipan were wearing conventional, like Victoria's Secret underwear underneath their granny panties.
1: I noticed that. Okay. Yeah.
0: I'm glad I'm not insane. What the fuck?
1: I I don't know if that like that couldn't have like how can I say this
0: supported they needed well, we, some extra support down there
1: I don't I feel like that clearly wasn't in show right
0: no I don't I, I right. don't think so it seems like right. no they wouldn't be allowed to wear Victoria's Secret kind of like I don't know what you call that style of underwear it's bikini brief
1: yeah exactly underneath the,
0: the government issued granny panty
1: I feel like that was just to make sure, like, while they're filming, I, I imagine maybe those granny panties were a little thin and flimsy, and you can maybe mm. still see some stuff. So that's what I assume, that they put those on so you don't see everything.
0: It just seems like there's so much pervasive nudity from, like, everybody, no matter what your body looks like, that it... Yeah. I would have gone with that, too, if it had been a conventional, like, AMC show, but Netflix and with the T&A and and p and d that's on display on this show... Uh, it was a little still a little puzzling to me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the inmates are going to go around variously dressed in paper clothes and bra and panties and creative garbage bags and the like throughout this episode. So it's yeah. kind of appalling. Um, and then I'm, you know, I'm sure we'll we'll hear from some ex cons uh, who listen to the show. But I kind of wonder, like, how much of this could you really get away with? Like until the TV cameras show up like this is a human rights violation.
1: <laughs> yeah. I listen, they did a um, BuzzFeed. They, you know, they come up with those stupid little videos. Um, So most of them are actually kind of funny, but they did one called, um, I guess in prison, like they have this loaf that's punishment food.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah. So every prison, they do it differently, but basically it's a loaf, like a meatloaf, right? But it's made up of things that give them. You know the requirements that you're supposed to have every day, like vegetables. You know, so it's it's a loaf of just shit. And each, like I said, each state is different, and they had their BuzzFeed had their employees eat it, like they made it, and uh-huh. they would tell you like what state prison this is from. So it would be stuff like oatmeal, corn, spinach,
0: with a multivitamin just kind of ground up inside it.
1: Right, and it then then they bake it, and it's disgusting. And I'm I like I don't. Uh, I get it like it's you can eat it. It's edible, but I, I still feel like that's like cruel and unusual. Like, so I don't know. I'm when I saw that I was like, who the hell knows what's going on in there?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, um, we get a Bennett flashback, which I was surprised, but kind of interested in. Uh, mm-hmm. We find out that he is a gung ho G.I. Joe type corporal in. I, I think it's Afghanistan. Uh, mm-hmm. It might be Iraq, but it looked Afghanistani to me. Um, the first sergeant comes up and busts his balls for being as gung ho as he is. I'm introduced to the term fobbit, which I'd never heard before. Uh, and, and then the first sergeant's opinion is essentially, we need to let the locals do all the fighting and dying. Uh, what do you think of this?
1: Um, well, first of all, that word was a little too close to an F word that I won't ever say. Cause I (laughs) thought. Do you remember an an officer and a gentleman where he tells him uh, I can't remember. Steers and queers come from wherever he's from.
0: Oh, that's that's not that's. I thought that was uh, I thought that was Full Metal Jacket. Is is it? Steers and uh, queers. You know, you're from Texas. Steers and queers come from Texas. Which one are you? Yeah, I thought that was the Lee Army.
1: Oh well, either way, that's where I thought he was going. Gotcha. So I was glad that he wasn't. Um, you I, know, you know I didn't.
0: What? I didn't go there. I didn't. I didn't admittedly, uh make the association with the other F word.
1: Well, that might be just the way I think, because I was that way with <laughs> um, uh, Nigget in Game of Thrones oh. when, <laughs> when he was learning to read the word knight with the K. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. But um, I you know this was interesting because it, part I feel like you know we're not getting Larry this season. Apparently, thank um, God. Right. So I liked, I feel like a lot of this stuff outside of the prison, even this flashback was their way of giving us that, like, you know, another person to focus on, um, that's not attached to Piper. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say, I was curious where this was going, um, like I was wondering like how much am I going to care about his experience in the military? Um And then I was like, Oh, do we get to see how he lost his leg?
0: Yeah. No, and I've, you know, more to come, but yeah, I, I was with you. I was like, Oh, okay. This could be interesting to see. Right. Um, because, you know, we talked about this a little bit last year, but like I was pretty much into diet and John, the first season, mm-hmm. season two really kind of opened my eyes to the reality of the situation And now, like, even when there's some flashes of cuteness, I'm just like baseline. Oh, no, 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 this is this is bad. So Mm I'm 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 with you. I'm like, what is this going to tell us about his character and what's going to come? Right. Right. Uh, O'Neill and Bell are debating whether the outbreak is all their fault for buying a sofa off Craigslist, essentially. And is
1: that what it was? I thought he found it on the curb.
0: Yeah, I be. (laughs) I I couldn't remember exactly, but it's it's a secondhand kind of sketchy couch. Cootie couch. Yep, yep, cutie couch. <laughs> and, you know, I was thinking that, like, bed bugs must be, like, a nightmare if they get inside prison.
1: You know, when they, the the opening scene, we didn't talk about this, but I felt like the girls were disappointed that it wasn't crabs.
0: Like. Yeah, because, like, crabs, you can kind of, like, under it's. Yeah, I, yeah, although I was saying, like, how in the hell would they get crabs in this environment?
1: Right, exactly. You know, because
0: oh. they've established that neither one of them are lesbians. And right. are, are down for that kind of action. So, like, where would you get that from another yeah, and prisoner?
1: I, I guess I would have met, like you said, bed bugs have to be a nightmare. At first, I was like, I guess with crabs, I don't know. I would assume I've never had crabs. Like, you get some medicine, you probably have to shave. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. this. I was like, how the hell are they going to maintain this? Like, how do you? This is insane. Um, but I liked that. Yeah. He thought that maybe she thought that maybe it came from the couch and I thought he said, well, I, I checked it and they were mumbling. So I wasn't getting completely like mm. all of this because then mm. Caputo walks up and he talks about something about, he, he made a deal for some more, I think paper gowns for the yeah, women he traded and,
0: tube socks for paper gowns.
1: Yeah. Tube socks that he doesn't yet have. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like this couple.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. Me too. Me too. I yeah. I'm actually amazed I haven't gotten bed bugs as much as I've traveled and stayed in hotels and like sometimes questionable hotels mm-hmm. um because again, again like any place where you got mattresses or you got people coming in and out it just seems like it'd be Gross. you know it's like it's like trying to get rid of head lice in a school where everyone's required to share hats like how right. would it, <laughs> where would the horror ever end you know right right uh we got a scene of the girls discussing the phenomenon of glono which is the power team of gloria and norma uh, who's got the whole magic mute thing going on uh, puse is wearing his big ass garlic onion <laughs> necklace to protect herself <laughs> from bed bugs uh, Pennsylvania tries to be the Rosa Parks of trashy white girls and bust up the uh, the, the the racial block of of the, uh, the uh, of the dinner table or the lunch mm-hmm. table, um, which we get uh, another scene of Suzanne almost near rioting over someone talking about yes, the past okay. tense.
1: She almost got killed with a potato.
0: Uh, I will put. She will potato her at a future time, which I'm kind of looking forward to.
1: <laughs> yes. Why is it Black Cindy washing her ass? Like that's or is it... what is it's that her prison. name?
0: Prison. How often did you watch your ass, Wait, ass? in prison.
1: Is it Black Cindy? Yes, it's Black,
0: it's Black Cindy. Oh, okay. Because was... which I always thought was weird, but I think that was one of the funny kind of things at the end of last season. We actually met Cindy, who's just yeah, okay. Who was I think they even might have called her either Cindy or White Cindy. So it's like she. Apparently, is the second Cindy, so she had to have something that – so people would get confused.
1: OK, good. I, I thought I was being racist. Um, but <laughs> why is it – that's what I have in my notes. I have Renee can't sit with them, which I didn't get that I forgot that there was still this racial mess going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pusey got a garlic chain, and Black Cindy ain't washing that ass. Mm-hmm. And I still don't know if I got an explanation for why she hasn't bathed in three days.
0: Well, maybe it's the – her Lysol regiment that we're going to get into here. Oh,
1: later. yeah. OK. <laughs>
0: Uh, Alex and Piper and Alex is fretting over Kubra, maybe killing her in prison again. And I just don't give a shit about either of these two women in this situation because they're both terrible and they have both stabbed each other in the back and are both responsible for their various prison stays. So why should I care? Are you with yeah. me on this or? Oh, I don't even over? have this.
1: I don't even have this in my notes. Like, okay. I'm like, I didn't even think to like care about what they were talking about. And then I just saw, um... I got confused because I do think there was a scene where right after they talk about that, uh, they they show someone leaving and the girls mention that there's a lot of early releases going on. Mm -hmm. And I so for a moment, I thought that was Alex leaving to go to do something, you know, for the trial or something like Mm -hmm. that. But, yeah, I'm not I don't care about them.
0: Yeah, if you are a Piper and Alex shipper, this is probably not the podcast for you. Just want to warn you (laughs) going forward, because everyone that I know of, I think some people were kind of neutral on her last year and 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 honestly her taking a back seat to the action was was welcome but to the Mm -hmm. extent that she's going to be in the foreground i'm going to be like oh yeah um nikki and boo uh is is a scene where they're talking about the early releases and uh they're debating on, on how to get rid of the drugs or nikki seems concerned about maybe if they even should right uh but boo seems like hey you know they got enough time left on their sentences that they're getting out anytime soon so why not risk it um and,
1: and are they talking about still using the greenhouse like that is still an option
0: no because i think that's the problem is that they don't have a really well thought out plan to get this stuff okay out. they don't have a patsy or a mule or anything so they're going to have to to figure out how to do that
1: okay that makes sense for what happens later got it
0: yeah and uh, Bennett and Daya confront Alita in the kitchen. They kind of surprise her with an intervention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought this was kind of an interesting scene in that, you know, Bennett was forced to just sit on the sidelines and essentially not have an opinion about this. Right. Which is the one thing that I always find, you know, it's like it's, it causes cognitive dissonance because when you are talking about a woman who's pregnant – Especially in a relationship as fucked up as this, then she, the decision of what to do with the baby rests with her, right? I mean, right. logically, that makes sense. On the other hand, it seems like the father also has an investment and some strong feelings, and to completely discount those is kind of cruel. Yeah. And there's where it is. There's, I don't know and, that there's any way to round those corners. You know, you hope and, that everybody communicates and gets along and supports each other. But in the real world, that's probably not perfectly happening all the time.
1: And then in this situation, especially, it's like, I don't know what they're, th- I think you and I talked about this last season. I don't know what they're thinking. Like, how they think this is going to work. I get that he has a say and Mm -hmm. he's totally like, why are we even Mm -hmm. thinking about giving this woman who's not the biological grandmother, um, this baby. But I I don't know what they think their options are. I was surprised that Daya was willing to listen as much as she was. And you could see like that frustrated Bennett, Mm -hmm. but I felt like, and normally I would be, I would be like, listen, he gets a say too. This is wrong. But I couldn't figure out what he thinks is going to happen. I think even in this scene, the mother says, you know, you can't take the baby. Like, you'll go to jail. Like, this is, they're not, she's going to have this baby that they're not going to give it to you. And then the other thing I thought was, this isn't, like we said, he didn't, Porn stash isn't the father. Mm. I would be really, like, don't you think this woman would get a DNA test?
0: I don't. As presented, I don't know. I don't know. Because, you know, in the context here is her son raped a prison guard. That prison guard got pregnant. So it seems kind of open and shut. I don't know that it would. She doesn't seem to be that kind of cynical person.
1: I don't know. I would think if someone told me my son raped somebody... Like she, I don't know. No, you're I just, right. Like, like you'd um, think
0: that it would be smart to go ahead and have the test done just to just to be on the safe side. Why not? Right.
1: Yeah. Like moms are like that anyway. Like yeah. if you, you know, like in, outside of prison, out yeah. different circumstances, it's like, hey, are you sure that it's your? You know, right. I would think that as I would. I, I'm going to be honest. I would if my son was supposedly raped somebody in prison. Uh-huh. I would be like, okay, yeah, I'll take the baby. I have a good home. But one of the first things I would do is get a DNA test.
0: Yeah. I mean, the other thing is kind of touchy because, like, I don't know what I'd do if I found out my son is a rapist. Um, But, like, going there and be like, hey, I'd like to adopt your baby – but I also want to make sure it's really my son's baby, who's the a convicted rapist. So, Like there, you know, if, yeah. you, if, if your goal is to try to go in there and you're willing to pay hush money for it and all that, it's like the morals and ethics are already kind of compromised,
1: right? I, don't I gotcha. I didn't
0: think it was a complete. Uh, I I don't think it was a complete character betrayal uh, of of the of Mrs. Pornstash, but yeah, it is weird. I will grant mm-hmm. you that. Hmm um And she, you know, she makes Alina makes the case that Mrs. Pornstache can give the baby a better life, which you know is is kind of debatable. And also, this is, you know, Daya's is making this information on secondhand knowledge, and I'm sure she'll follow up with Mrs. Pornstache in the future. But like, there's just right. really weird that you know, I mean, I don't know. I guess if she's she thought this was all doom and gloom and there's no way out, and now suddenly here is a, pot- a potential way out where she can kind of get to do over. And mm-hmm. Bennett doesn't have to go to jail and her baby will be well cared for. She's got to at least consider it, right?
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think what – in Daya's head, I don't remember how this was explained to her. Mm-hmm. Would this be like she, – because she says you have like 30-something more months, right? 32 more months right. on your sentence. Does she think that she would just raise the baby for 30 30- months and then when she gets out she gets her baby back
0: no nah, i think this is a permanent deal oh okay that's what yeah. i was getting at, i think uh, anyway because like okay. i just i don't because it, it's that's what would you do you, you you know the baby's three years old at this point and you're just gonna swoop yeah. in and be like i'm your new mama say goodbye to grandma and <laughs> right right be gone but yeah it's it's weird the other thing that nobody's mentioning is like maybe this girl is an awesome mom but she's still a mom and porn stash is not going to stay in jail for life right uh, you know uh sad to say, you know r- rapists get out <laughs> not they don't have suffer particularly long prison sentences uh so he's out in what 7 years on good behavior mm-hmm. and now you've got porn stash involved in this woman's life or this this, this your daughter's yeah. life it's like eh, there's and nobody even talks about that. Like, I'm glad yep. that your other son is a dentist and a lawyer, but you also got this other one who's going to be out during mm-hmm. her formative years. So what's your plan for that? Exactly. Um, we go back to Afghanistan, I want to call it, and Bennett and the other troops are making a Hollerback Girl video. <laughs> uh, which is kind of, I guess, kind of funny. It's kind of funny to see uh, Bennett shaking shaking his, his self out there. Uh, <laughs> we're introduced to the character Ferez, which is their... Um, one of the the locals that they're, mm-hmm. they're training to kind of take a more active role and you know there's some cultural misunderstanding because the far is trying to, to film the the girls in the background because he's assuming that's what you would do right and, right and they're like you know no 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 and then the other guys the other muslims are thinking these guys are uh boy kiss boy kind of thing and yes yeah it's uh, and then
1: it's like i I can see that because then they cut over and it's like (laughs) one guy is measuring the other guy's arm biceps,
0: totally totally yeah yeah it's 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 pretty gay um (laughs) i think that um i don't know they're setting up bennett to be sympathetic to uh you know everybody else is kind of like fuck these guys um and bennett is you know even though he's the gung-ho because that's uh, weird because the sergeant in the beginning was very I bet you want to come over here and just kill a bunch of ethnic slurs, and the other guy's kind of like you know very gung ho terminator amer u s soldier and now it's like this first sergeant seems like he might be the one with the insensitivity towards Muslims and Bennett right. is the one reaching out, so yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's interesting or not, but that's what's happening right uh so so wants to come uh, some bean leaves to combat the bed bugs she wants to get all jane goodall uh with with a little nest here um Nikki and Luceck stopped by in the laundry room. This is all taking place in the laundry room where she's hanging out mm-hmm. with uh Leanne. Um and either they got fans for the heat. This I, I thought this scene was stupid and it served just to give Nikki a potential mule because Loosecheck just freaks out over the bed bug situation and strips I... naked right in front of these girls. Uh, which he said it's like getting a dress in front of your dogs, which is funny enough. But
1: I he couldn't even say like <laughs> This is like getting undressed in front of my sister. No, he said. Like he just basically dehumanized them. He's like, no, that's seriously. how unsexual this
0: was for him. Leanne and Angie, uh, when they smile, it's kind of like the dog, the the tucky situation. When they smile, <laughs> it is. It's like they're they're out no, any thought of you as a sexual being yes. is is out the window. And I think and it- you know, like getting undressed in front of your sister, like I wouldn't do that because <laughs> yes. for the opposite i don't you know for for the opposite reason but like yeah, yeah you get in front of a dog because it's a dog what do they care they're licking their balls and whatever
1: and it doesn't help that the uh one of them had just referred to her vagina as her soggy box
0: well it is a it was just a non-stop onslaught of unattractive Yes. depictions of female sexuality <laughs> which nikki was like oh yeah totally no i i'm mm-hmm. i i'm so gagging for it now after i'm just gagging in fact right uh oh, but, oh, go ahead
1: No, i was gonna say but the main thing is that he had drugs in his pocket
0: he's got the smallest cutest little bag of weed <laughs> in his his pants pocket
1: Yeah. huh sleepy time tea
0: it's sle- is what it's, he tried to call it sleepy time tea which you know <laughs> Uh, Again, I guess they've developed Loose Check as an idiot uh, Mm -hmm. that you might be able to hang a storyline like this on, but it was a bit too much for me. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. It gets them where they need to go, I guess. Right. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, speaking of uh, nasty asses, uh, Black Cindy (laughs) is just hosing down with Lysol with a nice little, uh, almost spiritual hymn that she's singing, (laughs) uh, you know, as she's doing it. And there's a debate (laughs) about. You know, whether that's medically wise, which we can talk about. And also uh, Tasty tries to start reasoning with Suzanne about you can't just pop off every time someone mentions V. And also yep. Alex almost gets put into seg because she's being an asshole and Piper saves her. Yes. What, what of those shall we talk about?
1: Let's talk about the fact that they had to make up the fact that any woman has ever in the history of women and vaginas Doused with a fucking can of lysol
0: <laughs> is that, that not because okay i want to play devil's advocate as a person without a vagina i thought i've heard that as an urban legend to like as a as as a way to prevent from being impregnated and to the extent that it's an urban legend i wouldn't be surprised if women especially under undereducated women would have tried it
1: Oh, yeah. Listen, my, my mother had me when she was tell, you're,
0: Are you going to tell me some stories about your grandma because <laughs> no, I need to get no, my no. popcorn bowl ready?
1: <laughs> I just, like, I will say my mother had me when she was 15. My dad was 18. Mm-hmm. I was born in Brooklyn. They were, you know, they were, they were kids. They didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. And the stories that they told me about when they found out my mother was pregnant and they were, of course, scared to death to say anything, mm-hmm. like – the the suggestions that their dumb brothers and sisters were like, you can't have this baby, you know, you need to do this. If you eat this and then jump up and down, you'll, you know, you'll have a miscarriage. Like yeah. all this stupid, like I guess young, uneducated girls like in panic. Like I I, I guess they do things like this, like they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. But I have a hard time believing anybody ever sprayed a disinfectant up their hoo-ha.
0: No. yeah i would think it would be bad it, it would be you- like like you said like like uh, tasty said you're you're steering towards the iceberg of chemical burns and
1: right.
0: toxic shock doing that yeah
1: yeah if you if, if a woman did it she only did it once trust me <laughs> <laughs> Again.
0: Like, it wasn't like
1: a practice <laughs> have
0: you heard the eddie the classic eddie murphy skit about him being a teenager and getting ready for his first date where he thought he might get some and putting a uh, cologne on his dick
1: Oh, no. I
0: imagine it's that kind of situation. Yeah, where it's just yeah. like, no, napalm. All right. <laughs> nice.
1: Oh, also, can we talk about the fact that even in this scene, I didn't know that Alex was walking around in a trash bag mm. until the scene later. I didn't get it. Like, because I feel like, I don't know. I felt like I only saw her from, like, the shoulders up, and I thought she had left the prison
0: oh I, you she know she's I, I was wearing talking, like a cocktail dress or something yes
1: i thought she went to court or she had some like i thought she left the prison so when, oh, when nina. <laughs> I, I was like what is does she wear i thought she had on a dress and i was like why is she allowed to just wear this dress the whole time i'm an idiot but um the new guard that woman is new right the black lady
0: uh no well so there is a new black there's this first of all super racist nina for not being able to tell black women apart <laughs> especially as one yourself this is kind (laughs) of this is kind of tripping me out but i there is a new a a black guard who's the counselor whose name is rogers and this is um she was she was in last year and her name's maxwell
1: okay so she's been
0: yeah but they i they do kind of have a similar look
1: you know who she reminds me of um rutina wesley is that her name uh tara from true blood
0: no yes yes yeah that's she
1: she kind of reminds me of her. But um yeah, so in this whole scene where she's going to write the shots and then Piper like, "Please, you know, she's had a rough day or something." I was just like, "Get the fuck
0: out of here with that."
1: Yeah, I was like, "Who you're you're in prison. Every day is a rough day. Shut up."
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like I said, I don't want to come across as unsympathetic. It's mostly confined to these two characters.
1: Mhm. Yeah.
0: anyway uh moving on to die and bennett meeting at their spot and where he's made an engagement ring out of gum wrappers and it's kind of easy to fall back and oh this is so cute but no i'm standing firm this is bullshit it's a disaster and hearts will be broken before this is all over mark my words do you do you have a different take on this
1: no i agree there's like you said before there's i think because she is just adorable and You know, it's like that Southern saying where they say, "Oh, bless your heart." Mm -hmm. Really, it's like kind of like you're stupid. Like, oh bless you. Like that's how I feel about them. It's like this is so sweet, but you guys are so dumb. This is not. And then they kiss right there in the yard. I'm like, oh come on.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a problem. And like, it's just you know, really, you're going to propose with the gum wrapper. And I get you might not be able to give her the ring like for keepsies in prison. Right. That's some weak sauce, dude. And it's clearly an overreaction to you feeling shut out of the whole decision, the baby. And just like, you know, again, this feels more and more gross and doomed and exploitative mm-hmm. and helpless than charming and romantic like it did in season one. So, yeah. Yeah. Um And it That's doesn't true. help that like I understand that like not much time has elapsed in real time. But like, you know, I've set, seen several comments uh and several emails like this is the longest most interminable pregnancy in the history of mankind and it kind of three seasons of her being pregnant with this dude's baby is 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 a lot
1: yeah we need to hurry this up she's i think um this is like mariah carey's pregnancy i swear (laughs) that woman i she had she had twins i think she had like nine months for each one that woman was pregnant forever yeah
0: uh let's see Nikki tries to talk to the deeply stupid loose check about helping her move drugs with an elaborate candy metaphor. And then he, I thought it was kind of funny that how he turned the tables and just scared the shit out of her. Yes. Like it's kind of like the ultimate prison prank. You know, you could, yes. you could put it on YouTube except for get both of them in serious trouble. And I thought it was pretty funny
1: yeah he's like i'm just kidding of course i'll do it like did you forget who you're talking to of course i'll move your drugs
0: but my my thought is is he's just so stupid that this can't go well no any of them right
1: no it won't it won't
0: end well oh man and you know i'm also starting to think this is a bad idea for nikki as an addict because Mm -hmm. she's already kind of getting twitchy about it and when she said that like when he goes still i'm getting my cuts 80 percent," she's like of the money or the drugs i'm like oh, no, no, you're you're addicted. You're an addict. You don't get to keep any. This is right, not a exactly. Good, this is not a good deal. Right. Uh, there's a pretty cute scene between Pusey and Norma where, uh, you know, Nor- Glono is doing this thing where they put everyone's problems in eggs, and then I guess you throw <laughs> the egg away, and that gets rid of your problems. And, and I, with the uh, Gloria having to use oatmeal for a calming itch salve for people, there's mm-hmm. less oatmeal to go around some people are eating eggs and she can't afford it uh which freaks pussy out but norma just decides to go behind Gloria's back and take care of it i thought yeah. it was cute
1: that was cute yeah uh
0: a scene where piper comes clean to voss uh i don't see why they like each other i they fucked each other off over so often and so recently in everyone's memory and voss calls her a manipulative cunt mm-hmm. and i'm like Fair point, but also, Pot, this is Kettle, you're black. Yeah. And you got anything to add on this?
1: No, I don't – you know, we talk about this on our show with different types of chemistry. You know, and there's some people who have character chemistry, Mm -hmm. like where you just like seeing their characters together, like Tyrion and Bronn, Mm -hmm. you know, on Game of Thrones. Yeah and then there's you know when it's romantic clearly some people you know have chemistry chemistry romantic chemistry these two have neither like they are not
0: you don't think they have just, you don't think they have chemistry cuz i feel like that it's they have chemistry it's just been largely thwarted by the types of characters that they've played
1: i you know well okay as actors no i don't know not even that i don't right. get it i like i didn't i don't like you said, when they're sitting there and they're putting all their shit on the table, it's just walk away. Put the shit on the table and walk away. I don't get why they would want to be with each other.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I guess when I see them, like, sitting on a bench and they're just kind of smiling and neutrally interacting, I think they're kind of cute. But mm-hmm. the second they start with any each other's bullshit, it's just like, go- gouge your eyes out bad. Yeah, like, and-
1: Oh, I was going to say, this is a um, for me. This this scene was a revelation because this is where I realized she was wearing a trash bag. <laughs> <laughs> this is the scene where I was like, oh, that's what this is. And also, I'd forgotten that that's what Piper had done—that she'd call the parole officer.
0: Right, but like that was my point from last season. You know, the series opened out with Voss fucking over Piper by turning mm-hmm. her over to you know as a state as a as a witness to the state. Then she fucked her over at the beginning of season two. And like, I didn't even buy that Piper would be like this, you know, pushover about it because you know what I'm saying? Like, it just felt, and and they just kind of let Alex get away with being the wounded party. And I don't know, man. I, 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 I would have much rather enjoyed them both being like, fuck you, fuck you too. And then, restore the relationship throughout the season than how they handled it here which is piper is the bad person alex is the good person and they have hate sex and we'll see where it goes but again uh we got the exterminator wanting to burn all the books which is a big bummer for both uh and tasty because they are the bookworms Uh, they got the sweet harry potter references and there's yes there's a funny debate about whether it's a bed bug or cupcake. I like the line about where Poussey is like, now how are you going to tell this man who's an expert on bugs what it is? She goes, well, I am an expert on cupcakes.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, they, I would have just, its how, how sure are you? Sure enough to put that shit in her mouth? Nope. Yeah. And she did it. Oh, I love it. And she goes, now I'm about 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: how much she loves books. That's how much oh. she loves books, man. Uh Bennett shows up at Daya's old house, or I guess Alita's old house, and meets Cesar, hey. uh, who is just entirely too much. Um, you know, he's got a birthday gift for Pocket De- Dia, Daya, who's who's uh-huh. actually Lucy. We'll uh see. he announces he's proposed to Daya. Uh Caesar's got this domestic or this side piece that's essentially his domestic slave
1: margarita
0: margarita yeah uh i noticed that there's this game in the background the kids were playing unsupervised that had three choices for interaction throw knife it's a throw knife b fuck you c pass gas and i'm like well okay okay
1: i didn't, I didn't notice what they were
0: playing i yeah the second time i was watching i just saw the the kids watching kind of this cartoon it, it said fuck you in big letters I'm like what rewind and yeah yeah to choose your own adventure game where all the options are bad.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which, as as but, Soso
0: said last episode, this is such a metaphor for their lives. Yeah, it's the empty pinata. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, this guy, Cesar, he is a horrible person, but a great character.
0: Yeah, and and I, I've got more to say about him a good, l- good. little bit later. Um, mm-hmm. We got uh, a pretty important scene of the comptroller uh, who used to be in love with Figaro because she you know, got him hooked up with the giants and all this stuff last <laughs> season. Uh, he drops the bomb on Caputo that the prison's being shut down in two months.
1: Oh, I actually felt bad for him.
0: Where, Yeah. So me and Cecily, it's been a lot of the first episode talking about how we cannot believe that we actually think that Caputo is a stand-up guy at this point. The, the yeah. dude that masturbated in his office to the thought of power over uh-huh. female inmates has somehow, by season three, turned into an almost heroic character.
1: Yeah. Cause it, I was taken aback when he asked him, um, when he said, uh, what about, cause he's "Oh, you'll probably get transferred. Like, you know, you're, yeah,
0: you're, you're well. mentioned,
1: right. You're mentioned favorably. And then he goes, what about everybody else? And he shook his head. He looked genuinely sad.
0: I think he is genuinely sad. And he, I don't think he would accept a, a personal promotion at the expense of his other people.
1: Yeah. And that just shocked me.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. I, I again, Caputo, it seems like he's coming off like, I mean, again, you're comparing him to Healy and <laughs> Figaro and right. fucking porn stash and even Bennett, you know, it's like, okay, it was skeevy that a dude would jerk off in his office thinking about having power over inmates, and then you meet dudes that actually do inappropriately right. uh, take power over inmates, and it's like, okay, well, I guess that's not ba- so bad.
1: It's, he's the lesser of all the evils. He
0: is the lesser of all of all evils uh caesar speaking of caesar is uh, uh he pulls a gun on his teenage i don't think it's his son maybe it's like maybe one of Alita's kids from another baby daddy
1: i think it is margarita's son oh is it i think so because he said because you know he just kept like looking at her like tell him he has to listen to me and then she does that and she's sitting there kind of like you she, know she, watching him i think that's her son
0: okay she seems like what well, but she's she's not old enough to have a kid that because she seems like she's barely out of her teen, but maybe I don't, I don't know i i just thought that maybe she was too young but the way she's looking at him is like she broadly like can you believe this kid like she's f- cool with what caesar's doing
1: see you almost had me say something that was gonna get me in trouble no let's do it mm. i can always edit
0: it out nina i got the well, marker tab right here <laughs> well, <laughs> you, well you listen, already think just- all black women look the same <laughs>
1: my like you were like oh she looks really young i'm like oh, i don't know like they don't seem to be making the best life choices
0: <laughs> uh, yeah yeah uh, but uh, i'd be
1: curious to see your listeners to 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 in the feedback that you get for this podcast i'd be curious to see if they thought that i thought that was her son
0: okay uh what do yeah. you think of his uh, first of all i got a note that he had extremely good trigger discipline uh <laughs> if you got to point your gun in a in your in, in a kid's face make sure you keep that finger off the trigger until you're ready to pull uh-huh. And it wasn't Cochranes. So it's like, you know, I, I respect that. Uh, what do you think of his philosophy is secretly deep down inside, they're happy there's an adult in charge?
1: You know, I hear that a lot. <laughs> like, you you do hear parents say that, like, you know, kids want structure, they want somebody, you know, they want to know that you have control and that you're going to take care of them, you know, but they don't want you putting guns in their faces to eat soggy french fries like that's not. And then when Bennett reacts he goes, "Oh, I know you think I'm strict." "No, I think you're crazy."
0: <laughs> yeah, no, the, the disconnect between what he thought was Bennett's look and what <laughs> he, you know, it's like the it's, it's the problem is I'm too strict, not that I got a gun out.
1: Right. But I so. like this character.
0: I do too. I do mm-hmm. too. Um we go back to a Bennett flashback where they're watching drone cam footage of like remote devastation of the army. There's some mm-hmm. kind of disturbance with the locals. Uh, uh i think his name is farza uh mm-hmm. who was the sympathetic muslim in the previous scene tries to come in to warn them about a bomb he gets shot because the guys freak out about it and then the real quote-unquote bad guys roll in grenades and it looks like that bennett kind of i i think we're supposed to to see that he took the coward's way out that there's one guy who you know, uh, jumped on the grenade and covered it with mm-hmm. his body and then Bennett dove in the opposite direction. Right. Which I, I don't know that that explains how he lost his leg and it kind of makes him seem like he is what the first sergeant said he was. He's all gung ho and, but when the chips are down and you got to make a life or death decision, you're going to be the what guy running away from it, which yeah. is also the heavy handed, you know, bacon gauntlet the theme of, of the episode for him as well. It turns right. out.
1: Right. Yeah cuz I definitely think there was like a I was confused because like you said I thought there was a hesitation like mm. he thought about jumping on it and then he dove the other way and then you see the one guy jump on it and then the scene cuts with him you know kind of got his head down and I f- thought for a second I was going to see exploding body parts yeah but then I remembered what show I was watching right
0: <laughs> you still could see exploding body parts I also I I thought that there was an unusually long delay between grenade (gasps) pin being pulled, grenade rolling, (laughs) jumping like, and I thought like maybe what's going to be revealed and it still might be is that this is a dud. Right. It's going to be a referendum on his bravery. And then, you know, later on he'll get his leg blown off on on, And maybe I, I, like I said, I don't know that it's even redemption at this point. It's just kind of painting him as a, uh, won't put his money where his mouth is type of character. That's my right. interpretation.
1: Yeah, I was gonna. I I've, I've never tossed a grenade in my life, but that's I, the thing. I
0: like, want- <laughs> I don't think that you're a coward if you jump away from a grenade. I just right. want to say that. Like, I no. think that's a rational human survival. And the person that will jump on a grenade to save is like, uh, you know, above and beyond what what you would call heroic and self sacrificing. Exactly. Like, you know, I.
1: I didn't take this as he's a bad guy for not wanting to put his body over an exploding projectile. Like I didn't.
0: But, but when they juxtapose that. that with his decision to abandon the baby car and, mm-hmm. and like I feel like they are wanting us to make that connection. And I, okay. I don't know if I if I track that through. I mean, I saw what they're trying to do, but I didn't know if I agreed with it.
1: Right. I agree.
0: Uh, Red, oh Jesus Christ, speaking of Healy uh, Red (laughs) wants her husband Off the visitation list because he's like a Pillow, Mm -hmm. soft, lumpy Always lying behind her back and he wants, she wants To add her lawyer, obviously she wants a a divorce And Healy is a fucking dick And he completely (laughs) uh, He completely projects all of his Insecurities about his marriage onto Red Mm -hmm. and You know, just screams about how she doesn't respect Men's feelings and you can't call your husband A cocksucker and and he kind of realizes it at the end and backs off a bit, but yay for him, I guess. I I don't know. Healy's yeah. gross.
1: When this scene first started, I thought he was being genuine. Like, because, you know, he had that, uh, what did they, when he had the women coming in to counsel, the, the feelings jar or something like that. Yeah, Remember, he tries safe, to do all that. The
0: safe place or whatever.
1: Yes. Yes. Be. So I thought that was this, like, he's still trying. And I'll then try my
0: it, hand at marriage counseling. Why not?
1: Right. And then it just got out of control. And then I realized what was going on. I was like, oh, okay. Like you said, he's transferring his issues. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't like him.
0: No, he's pretty terrible. And like, Mm -hmm. what did you think in the first episode where they tried to show like some truly horrific things from his past? Like, does he come by this honest? Are you ready to look past some because he had a mother who is a honest to God nut job?
1: like some uh norman bates type stuff going on yeah, yeah no, exactly I, that doesn't make me feel sorry for him
0: yeah uh, well it didn't really work for me but then again yeah. like i said they've redeemed they've really turned me turned me around on characters before with some flashbacks so we'll see
1: next season he's gonna be your favorite
0: <laughs> <laughs> if he pulls if they if they bring him around like a puto i just that will be <laughs> i mean because you know honestly that would be cool in the right way because it would give me hope that people that are just this fundamentally wrong about w- world worldview can turn mm-hmm. around and improve their lives. Mm-hmm. But it seems like you get to a certain age where if you haven't gotten your worldview sorted out and you it know, ain't gonna a certain happen. amount of humility to accept that maybe you're wrong, it's just never going to happen. Exactly. So, and he uh, seems to be to be about that point in no return. Uh, Boo and Nikki check for the drugs, and they've been stolen. (gasps) What do you think's going on?
1: Uh, I think Nikki's full of shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she's kind of obvious, honestly.
1: Because first of all, who knew they were there?
0: Was it just the thing? I mean, unless you tripped and slipped, and your eyes lined up in that vent, Mm -hmm. you're right. Um, and also, I I I was convinced she had stolen them. I just didn't know for what purpose. Whether it was just to flush them down a toilet. And get mm-hmm. rid of them, or to sh- you shoot up herself, or to selfishly cut Boo out. I didn't know why, but I was pretty convinced she'd stole them.
1: Yeah, my my first thing was that she stole them, and I thought it was the first thing. Like, I thought she just didn't want to do this, and she didn't want to tell her. Mm-hmm. So she, but you're right, it, it could be... One of the others. Um, and Boo is not stupid. We learned last episode that she read Freakonomics. And
0: she- <laughs> I don't know if that's the barrier for, for intelligence, but sure, sure. she's She's got a certain, surprised. she's got a certain amount of sophistication to her. Yeah, sure.
1: I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if she's, you know, th- this is like, I think we we see of them in this episode. So I don't yeah. know yet. I haven't watched ahead, yeah. but if, if, if we're right and Nikki is behind this, I don't think it's going to take Boo long to figure it out. All right. And Can I just say, you know, God bless this actress for. I'm in relatively decent shape, and I don't know if I'd be on TV in granny panties and like combat boots. And like oh, she yeah, has. Boo. Yeah.
0: Yes. Everything. Not, giving a fuck. Is
1: not a single fuck given. And I love it. I just love that she's like, this is my big flabby tummy and my cellulite. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, that's it really runs the spectrum because I remember seeing this one woman in the background of several scenes. Who's just like built like a miss universe. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like, it runs the gamut. You got like of, of attractiveness and, and body. I, 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 like I said, I'm, I'm all for uh more average nudity or normalizing nudity because you know, this country is like fucking lost its mind when it comes to, relationship with sex and violence and Mm -hmm. and all that and we collectively need to get the stick out of our ass and to the extent that this helps us move past our moral adolescence then i'm all for it
1: what did what did you think of um uh belly fake belly and when she remember earlier
0: i never you know what i i never even thought to consider it was fake um but yes (laughs) Right. Yeah, the, yeah be, right? I'm like, yeah. I don't know that. I feel stupid, but yeah, because obviously the pr- actress has not been pregnant for three fucking years.
1: Yeah, um, it looks, it I, looks, um, it looked real.
0: Do you just no, so, to some degree? So this is some because you know we just got done with season one of True Detective, and I'm convinced uh-huh. that there's no way Woody Harrelson gained like forty pounds between the '95 Marty and the 2012 Marty, right? And right. I think that you know the dudes can do this thing where you just kind of like. Pu- you can suck your gut in, and you can belly your gut out, and kind of make right. it look kind of like be- like a beer gut, even if you don't have one. Right. And I'm pretty sure that's what Woody Harrelson is doing. Can't women do that? Like, couldn't she just kind of like, you know, really flex her diaphragm for a scene or two? And, and or do you think that Mm-mm. was actually prosthetic?
1: I think it was a prosthetic. It just looked like it. And
0: it was really good then because the other thing is the girl is really curvy. The the right. are in real life.
1: Yeah, it, I think that it was a prosthetic, and the only. What I noticed was it looked kind of like orange. Like I feel like whatever it was orange came in is the like – Orange new tan. Right? Exactly. She got a Rachel Dolezal <laughs> tan going on Dolezal. But that's what – it looked – It. I think that that's what they did, right? Like they tried to match her skin tone and they did the best that they could. But yeah, for, for a brief moment, it looked super realistic. And then the more I looked at it, I was like, oh, this is not good.
0: It's kind of like the same thing. Uh, I don't want to do any spoilers, but there's a certain scene with Cersei where they did some body swap and face swap. I was oblivious that the first time it happened. Me
1: too. I was so into it. So and then like people that, were like,
0: yeah. Yeah, with the with the pregnant bellies and the head swap. And I've been really impressed this week in television. So. Uh-huh,
1: yeah. Which it's, is a good thing. If you're in the story and you don't notice yes. things like that, that's a good thing.
0: Yes, yes. Um, for the contra argument, see Walking Dead. Uh, yes. Move- <laughs> So meanwhile, we get another one, the classic Litchfield misery montages where Jesus, the women are like sleeping on maxi pads or bean <sighs> leaves or in some cases, like red and Piper, just bare metal or yeah. plywood. And uh, there was one
1: woman standing up. Yeah,
0: Chang is just sleeping, like standing up. Uh, that was <gasps> kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, and some of it, you know, work better than other but Piper's in her bed feeling sorry for herself. And she's like, if I tell the truth, I get in trouble. If I tell a lie, I get in trouble. No fucking context there, lady. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's just you can't win. You can't win. God damn it, Piper. And, you know, Red says, hey, you sh- could try getting outside of your own pointy little blonde head and stop being a manipulative bitch. Mm-hmm. And I guess Red is starting to warm back up to her uh, just because yeah. she, she feels sorry for her dumb ass
1: she cared enough to give her some tough love
0: yeah and she has a great line that made into trailers the world's better in black and white and she pauses and says and red which (laughs) you think what is she up to because her arc so far has been i'm going to fly straight and narrow and do my time and this there's a little sparkle in her eye
1: yeah yeah i like her
0: oh she's great uh, yeah, we go back to Caesar's house, and he tells about Daya's uh, Quinciera story. Quinciera, Quinciera. Thank you. I I, I butcher uh, <laughs> all languages. Okay. I'm I'm not. I'm I'm just you know. I don't have any favorites linguistically. English, German, Latin. I'll fuck it all up. All up. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, Caesar essentially says you got to get yourself a side piece of bacon, like my margarita. Hey, I'll <sighs> give you this old crib. It's got luck. Uh, you know, and clearly Caesar's got a screw loose, but I found in this scene that like he's stepping up and caring and providing for all these people that are not necessarily even his Mm and in in the way he knows how, and he's not running away, which is kind of courageous. Am I just crazy or like it would it be better? Like, I've seen, like, you know, not to compare it to, but in The Wire, I mean, you compare this to like. Wallace from the wire where he's like a 14 year old boy who is taking care of just an improbable amount of little kids and 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 what's he going to do and and he Mm -hmm. can't ever take a day off or or be vulnerable or do anything or screw up or have do anything the kids do or all these people depend on it's like so Caesar sticking a gun in your face preferable to that. I don't like I'm trying to judge like on yeah. the the gray scale of morality where this guy stands and comparing him to Bennett, who you know abandons the crib and his teddy bear on the side of the road, which I think we're supposed to mean you know is is him finally starting to take uh, caputo's advice i don't i don't know where what where do you come down on this,
1: yeah, I wasn't sure. Because here, like you said, he tells, he tells him, you take the crib, we'll find something. Like, when he said that, I was like, how do you just give away the baby's crib? I'm like, who does that? Yeah. Um, but then when he looks at the baby, he's holding the beer bottle in one hand, he has the sure. child in the other arm. Like, I got the sense that he does care.
0: And like, he giving the, the crib away, it's like, I also feel like that they have money. You know, I mean, obviously, that's coming from some ill-gotten. I think that was mm-hmm. part of the Daya and Alita's arc is that Caesar is is got some stuff going aside but it's like it's not like they don't have anything they had toys and they're all cl- well clothed mm-hmm. and there's food you know it might be soggy disgusting fries but there's food on the table i don't you know it's like one of those things where it's like i i, I somehow sometimes feel so underqualified to comment on anything on this show as <laughs> as a middle-aged white dude that i don't know is this well, a, supposed to be appalling you. is it supposed to be heartwarming uh mm-hmm. am i supposed to just like be like bennett and just shut up and watch
1: I think you're...
0: Which sucks because I get paid to talk about it.
1: (laughs) No, I I get you. And I I feel like I know people like this. You Mm -hmm. know, like uh, this is, you know, I know people like this. And I think it's a little bit of both. When I watch these scenes, uh, I didn't miss the totally inappropriate video. I didn't see the totally inappropriate video Mm -hmm. game they were playing. Mm -hmm. But I did get the the feeling like these kids are in some way neglected, right? Because they're allowed to just play inappropriate games he's putting guns in their faces when when he says oh nice try homeboy you're staying for dinner i thought margarita cooked i thought there was going to be like some or something no it was like takeout bags
0: Uh
1: uh (laughs) right so they're not you know they're not being cared for as well as they should be but like you said he's there he's providing um, he seems to genuinely care, which I was surprised because last episode when he showed up and he was being super fucking loud when he was checking in, uh-huh. with, I was like, "You're gonna blow everything." Like I just thought, you know, he's in this to get him in trouble. But the, here it seems like he actually cares. He thought he was doing a good thing. No, he's um, just and-
0: a loud mouth kind of dude. That's how he is. Yeah, I, yeah. it wasn't a it wasn't a ploy at all.
1: But as as for him giving up or uh, leaving the the crib on the side of the road, I took that as. He is realizing that maybe Daya – not Daya, uh, her mother was right, like mm-hmm. he's – that he has a pipe dream in his head. You know, like this is not going to – they're not going to be one big happy family. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, so that's what I took that as. Because Him that's
0: the thing having- is like his baby would have to spend unless he really flirts with jail time and also how would he care with a full, uh, with this kid for this kid with a full-time job. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to have to spend at least part of the time – with Caesar,
1: I and, mean, now, and now he's like, "Oh my
0: God, what is this?"
1: Now is that is that what would happen? Because I I feel like they maybe talked about that last episode. um She's a, when the baby is born, they're gonna take. Do they just give it to the family, or is it? Because I thought Caputo called it a ward of the state.
0: Yeah, because I think you know that's that and works. that's what that's what Alita said too. It's like you remember your year in foster care, maybe. Right. But I I. I don't know because, you know, this is another thing where, like, I'm probably blissfully ignorant of. But I would want to say that the state would probably send the child services out there, you know, while uh, you know, for the first. Because mm-hmm. you get the baby for like a week, don't you? Wasn't that the plot point for the other Latina girl that came in pregnant when she had the right. baby? She got to at least spend... You know, I'm not sure whether it was like a couple weeks or a couple mm-hmm. days or whatever, mm-hmm. but I was I know it wasn't just like literally you gave birth right. now it's ripped away or maybe it was and I'm just blanking out that horrible piece of of history because <laughs> God it was brutal when her boyfriend did it to her again last episode yes and I'm su- kind of surprised we haven't. You know, that that's that's all they're, they, they've had to say about it because I'm kind of wanting to see whether that comes back around. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, w- I want to believe that in New York they would send out, you know, child protective services, look around the apartment and see that there isn't like razor blades or things on fire or anyone obviously on drugs and be like – and you're a blood relative or maybe mm-hmm. – because all other things, she's got the grandma who seems like a solid citizen. Right. She's getting yeah. old and maybe it's too much, but like, you know – I, I, it seems like there's better options than putting the baby in foster care.
1: Well, I tell you, if they send Child Protective Services to Cesar's house, that baby ain't going there. they not gonna, so? No. He got – how many freaking kids were already in there? Uh, um, like, I don't know. Do you think he has the presence of mind to straighten up long enough for, like, a, an interview?
0: I don't know because the other thing is, like, yeah, there is a lot of kids there. I don't know how big their place is. But, again, it looked clean. It looked – safe it wasn't like constant screaming and yelling everyone was well fed and groomed like i that's kind of my overall theory of you know caesar is a as a lunatic but he is mm-hmm. he's you know it's kind of like mussolini in italy he came, the trains ran on time <laughs> you know like like right. shit is happening with kind of efficiency over there like I bet well, the kids are studying and and or maybe not. Maybe they're just playing I don't think- fuck you throw knife <laughs> fart video games. But
1: right. but it
0: seemed not Norman Rockwell, but you know, not where total did, chaos either.
1: Where did he get that gun? Is it was it kept high up on a shelf or something I can't no, remember.
0: No, you're right. That was like at ba- ideal baby crawling, like in the bottom <laughs> shelf of a some kind of armoire.
1: It was in the toy box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe it was just a toy gun. That was a joke.
1: Right. He was
0: just uh intimidating the kid. Yeah. Uh yeah, the only thing else left to talk about is Alex and Piper hate fucking oh, wow. in an abandoned library, which I was kind of like sitting up like, okay, well maybe this will be hot, and it never really got hot.
1: No, it so, wasn't even a little bit. Mm-mm. Yeah,
0: I just I I don't know. Like, is this a turning point in the characters? Do I care? Uh I don't know and no is the answer to those questions.
1: Yeah, Ditto. I don't, I didn't care about this. I just thought, Oh, how is it like the, I, how is she the least interesting thing on the show? Like the main character to me is the least interesting.
0: I'm starting to, because you know, like it was very hard for me to get into always sunny at first because I wanted to Mm -hmm. relate to these as real people. Mm -hmm. And then I started enjoying the show much more when I just shifted in like, Oh, these people are human cartoons right this guy's wily coyote he blew himself a dynamite i'm not supposed to be like oh my god how painful that must be third degree burns of your body and you got a little fur left and maybe you're you're you know you got shotgun to the face daffy (laughs) duck how are you going to live it's more like oh okay these people are are crash test dummies and they're just getting hurled through life right starting to appreciate to to approach alex and piper in that way okay it's hard because everybody else Is kind of sympathetic and three dimensional and, and real to more or less Mm -hmm. degrees. And these people that are the focus of the show are less relatable and interesting, but it's the central that the one thing I can almost see Jinji Cohen doing is piling on Piper with like acknowledging how selfish and, and shallow that she continues to be even three seasons later. And maybe she's encouraging us to get into the whole human crash test dummy vibe Mm -hmm. i don't know
1: how 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 much longer do you think this can go the
0: show i kind of feel like this might be you know i was thinking uh that this was going to be the final season because it just seemed right that's about i think jives up with you know i I mean not literally piper's sentence but like believably you know if you had three years of worth of show that that would be about whatever her sentence but i didn't get extended when she when when Alex fucked her over last season i i the upshot is i heard that netflix renewed for another season
1: okay and and,
0: I, and honestly i don't know we'll have to see how the season goes and whether we're all interested in covering it again mm-hmm. but um and i've enjoyed it like so far thus far i'm i'm in in on it but mm-hmm. i saw a lot of people that have binged the whole thing in our forums and like emailing saying that this is kind of a down year
1: yeah so I've heard what's
0: your way. what's your thought about how long this can go
1: I I honestly thought it will probably go one more. I hadn't heard that they were renewed um but I thought next season should be it. Cuz I figure like I I the same thing. I've been seeing a lot of people disappointed with this uh-huh. season. Um and I just feel like if you're smart like Breaking Bad, you just want to like be good and go out good, you know? No. Like you don't want to you don't no. want to stick around till people are sick of you.
0: And that's the thing like I think what's interesting about this show is it's funny. When it's funny, it's it's just you know it's enjoyable Mm -hmm. on that level, Mm -hmm. and also getting to know the backstories of all the female characters. And I feel like three years is about how long it's going to take for us to get to know these ladies and how they got there. And then Mm -hmm. all that's left is introducing potentially new characters Mm
1: -hmm. that can't
0: possibly stand up to what they've already established. So you know or you get in a beverly hills 90210 situation where right. these kids are still fucking in a high school or it's the new <gasps> class that we're supposed to care about and like no <laughs> one ever does right but you know the other thing is about Gingy cohen is like that's everyone's criticism about weeds it hung around way too fucking long yeah like if exactly this woman will happily continue to write if you pay, give her a paycheck long after the inspiration or fun is gone so right. i don't have any and and i'm not i'm not pledging to go down with the ship
1: right the second
0: i'm like i'm doing this as over bald move overtime. this is this this as soon as this thing stops being fun for me i'm out i'm out
1: and and netflix has given us so much have you watched sense eight yet
0: i have not i want to although i just saw jupiter ascending which was a train wreck from the wachowski's and i'm like oh god what would they do is it good it's so good Is is it Wow. Yeah, and I, okay.
1: I think I, a lot of people um, – for me, I was in from episode one, mm-hmm. but I will tell you I do agree that like by the end of the third episode, it just kicks in the high gear and uh, yeah. So I would say at least watch the first three. No, I,
0: if I watch a show, I, unless it's just offensively bad, um, <laughs> I, I usually give it three to six episodes because yeah, – I'm
1: so curious to see what you think. You should check it out.
0: Like I made it through four episodes in Orphan Black and just – I – I just never connect with that show. And sometimes that happens. Like I've seen, yeah. you know, uh, people whose opinion I, I love and respect, not like a show that I love. And it just happens sometimes, yeah. but yeah, no, I'll, I'll check it out. It's been okay. Netflix is every fucking time I go to, you know, watch something. it's like, have you tried Sinsate? Have you tried Sensei? <laughs> They're you know, really pushing it. It's they good. really are. They really are. All right. Well, that is going to be it. We don't, um, we should have some feedback by next episode. It always takes a while to get the tubes kind of filled, yeah. filled up. Uh, in the coverage but we'll be back with two more next week uh, thanks again Nina for joining us and, and helping me break this down because as I said I, there's no way I could do this with Jim there's just it would be <laughs> such a farce to have us cover this show uh, <laughs> about women and minorities and that relationship so uh, thank you for for helping me out and, and lending a female perspective no uh, where can people find you again
1: projectfandom.com um, and if you want to follow me on twitter i'm not a really good tweeter just go to projectfandom.com.
0: <laughs> right on right on and uh <laughs> you you cover all the things and if you are interested in any of the things you can find them at project com. Yeah. all right Pretty much. thanks we'll talk to you later
1: bye